Welcome to Cheers from the Grave. I am Stephanie. And I'm Erica. And today we will be talking about artifacts and haunted dolls. Mostly haunted dolls. Yes, mostly haunted dolls. But you know, sometimes things get possessed. Yeah. <laughs> Kina, her name. Yes, we got Kina. it right. Uh, she was telling me that the other day her mom was uh, listening and that she loves it. So huge shout out to Kina's mom yes, for listening so much, to us. Yes, Kina's mom. That is amazing. That makes me so happy. <laughs> so how are you doing? How was your week? My week has been very busy and full of work. How yeah. about you? Uh, work. I was like sick for like a good chunk of the week. I had the mm-hmm. I had like a uh, respiratory infection, I guess. Yeah. Because it all started with my allergies just being stupid. Mm. And then a respiratory infection happened, and so antibiotics, and today's the last day of my antibiotics, and then my allergies were like, ha-ha, fuck you again. <laughs> we're like, back. God damn it. <laughs> but we went to Typhoon Lagoon yesterday for, like, an annual pass holder event thing, and that was a lot of fun, and, like, I'm dead from that. But at least you got out and got to have fun in I the actually, sun. like, got out in the sun, in this pasty Irish ass, got a little <laughs> bit of sun, and... That's me right now. I don't understand how I have a tan right now. Usually I just burn and then go Yeah, back you to burn being white. and then it's gone. And mm-hmm. then same here. Like just burn and then well, I burn and then I kinda tan. And then it's like <laughs> cool. Yeah, I was planning on going to Megacon this weekend, but decided against it for uh sleep. Yeah. Lots of sleep. You know, I've been thinking about going to Megacon, but well, between work and just time and everything that we were doing this weekend, it just, like, the plan is still on the line. Mm-hmm. But even so, like, going to Megacon for me is such a, like, a huge mental ordeal. Yes, it is. Because it's like... You got to prepare yourself. You literally have to, me- like, for me, like, because I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Like, I suffer from depression and anxiety, <laughs> and I know that you have the same Hardcore. issue. yes. So sometimes when it comes to big events like that, we literally have to, like prepare ourselves to do it and yep. like and then it, we have to prepare time afterwards to recuperate because yep. we with so, the social anxiety it's like all right we did enough around people we need to like be decompress by exactly yeah and there is just no time mm-hmm. to do any of that and for me it's just a matter of psyching myself like psyching myself just to get up and go yeah to go do something like that so i mean mm. not this year next year though but yes. i've been living vicariously through pictures on facebook so. I am right there with you, especially all the costumes. Yo, those costumes are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so. I wish I had those skills. Yeah, right? <laughs> God. Ugh. All right. So I think today we're going to go ahead and start talking about some haunted dolls. Yeah. Yo, dolls freak me the fuck out. A hundred percent agree. I think we talked about this on our last episode. Briefly. Yes. Dolls are horrifying to me. They are terrifying. Like... Oh, plastic dolls, porcelain dolls, any sort of doll I just feel like is automatically haunted. Anything that has like a human like look likeness, to it. yeah. A human likeness to it. You automatically mm. are like, nope to the fuck, nope. Mm-hmm. Like, I love stuffed animals. I have my bunny, which is right here. My little bunny. Aww. I've had this bunny since I was nine years old. Aww. Yeah. My friend Julie from high school gave it to me for a birthday gift. But, uh,. <laughs> I mean, I got my bunny, and then, you know, Emma has her stuffed dolls and everything, but, yeah, like, actual porcelain dolls. Terrifying. Very. Oof. Very. 
So what you got for me? So today I'm going to be talking about Ruby, the haunted doll. Okay. Um, she is a family heirloom that was passed on for decades. Uh, unfortunately, I was unable to track down the actual family name because through all the areas where I did all of my um, research from, uh -huh. had different names, aliases, stuff like that. I think the family wanted to keep it kind of hush-hush. That would make sense because mm -hmm. I mean... Haunted if, dolls, you don't want people being You like, don't oh, want it to come back doll. to you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this family heirloom has been around for decades. Um, they believe, the family believed it belonged to one of the children from a few decades ago who was sick, extremely sick, and ended up passing away with the doll in her arms. Oh. And one of the big things that everyone noticed around this doll was anytime you held it or were near it, you would, in fact, become sick. Huh. Yeah. So, Like I am now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. She is a... Um, Ruby herself is a classic creepy-looking plastic doll dressed in a onesie and has been passed along from household to household uh, for generations. Most families, once receiving Ruby, report giggles, strange sounds, footsteps, and... Finding her in different areas of the house without being moved by a living being. This often leads to the family storing her away in attics, storage boxes, storage units, and even musty basements, usually where she can be on her own and out of sight, out of mind from the family. She also is believed to be the spirit of a long dead relative. Um, it was her favorite toy while she was alive and passed away with it in her arms. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It is said that if you or anyone is in the immediate area with the doll, they experience nausea, headaches, exhaustion, depression, and allergies. Yeah, she, Erica, is she in my house? Is she in your house? <laughs> Mom, is that the doll that you gave me? Because <laughs> right now she's in storage. <laughs> Um, it is actually said to be unknown what the child actually died from. Really? So they aren't aware of if it was, like, maybe the plague or something like that. They don't know. Do we have, like, a time frame, like a year? Um, not in any of the research I found, but I know that she did end up going to a uh, traveling museum huh. in, let me double check. I believe it was 2014. Uh, pretty much, it's said that anyone who holds a doll, doll can be found to have it, its effects last a while. The doll has also been through de-spiriting. So they've taken her to mediums and stuff to get cleansed, and it has not helped once. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. So what kind of doll is she like? Does it say what kind of she, like, what she looks like? Or um, She literally looks like one of those baby dolls. Oh. Like the my first baby Ooh. sort of dolls. But she's very old. She does look like a porcelain doll, but she's made of plastic. Uh, she wears a onesie and is very faded looking. So you know when a doll's skin starts to fade and get dirty? And yeah. That's kind of what she looks like. So the last... Um, owner of the doll who was a part of this family once it was passed to her this person's name through much research has been named Megan she decided that it would be best to give the doll to a home that would appreciate the paranormal feelings and activities of the doll 
So it was then donated to the Traveling Museum of Paranormal and the Occult, which has since taken the doll on road on the road to multiple haunted locations and conventions where fans of the like flock to visit the doll. Despite her cracked face and stained clothes, she has never done anything frightening and is considered a well-behaved doll. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult is known for taking on lots and lots and lots of haunted artifacts. And they like to go around and show pretty much the world that even though something looks creepy, maybe the spirit behind it is not creepy itself. Okay. So to kind of bring awareness to paranormal and hauntings. You know, that reminds me, um, I was listening to another podcast um, and they were talking about dolls and there was this one... Um, company, I want to say that's on Etsy, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's a company that's on Etsy, and they take in these collected dolls, mm. those haunted dolls and everything like that, because apparently they're like, you know, sometimes a lot of times the reason why there's a lot of mischief in some ways is around is because the, the spirits aren't really understood. Mm-hmm. So this company would take in these dolls and kind of give them like a safe haven and try to help like... They would try to act like therapists in mm-hmm. a way, and it's gotten to the point where a lot of those, a lot of it's like spirits that they have like living with them, they have gotten to the point where they're actually like helping other new like new spirits that come oh. in. And so, what they're doing on Etsy is they are, it's kind of like a halfway home for like you know how like you got a new kitten and yeah. so you foster a kitten until you find a new home. That's kind of what they're doing with these dolls. They're bringing in these dolls. They're kind of fostering them. They're, you know, helping their spirits. And then on Etsy, they're actually finding new homes for them. But there's like a huge rigorous process, mm-hmm. application process in order to get these dolls. Dang. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just reminded me of that. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> well, this um, traveling museum has stated that uh, once they actually received Ruby, they didn't really get any kind of activity coming from her. And they thought maybe it was just the family that was haunted. That makes sense. And maybe the doll wasn't behind it at all. And, I mean, the family could have thought, hey, it's just a creepy-looking doll. Clearly it's haunted. We're just going to blame all these strange occurrences Yeah. on it. But it wasn't until they actually took her to a 20th anniversary conference for the Haunted America organization when they actually experienced one of her biggest activities. Because before that, after they were like, okay, well, maybe um, maybe she's not that haunted. But once they started bringing her on tour and she was around people, she started doing things like slightly moving. Um, what? Making people sick. Yeah, it was... Stated from the traveling cir- um, the traveling circus, the traveling museum, that uh, people once they held her felt nauseous or they actually acted like a maternal figure, huh? Like they would hold this doll and then rock it back and forth, burp it, all of this stuff, and not even realize they were doing it. Oh my gosh! Until yeah, until the um, one of the members of the museum was like, hey. It's just the doll. And they would look down and be like, oh, my God, I don't even remember holding the doll, all of this stuff. So they started getting um, activity like that. But the biggest one was actually when they were going to the 20th anniversary conference of the Haunted America. Uh-huh. And the activity was actually with the organizer herself. Huh. 
So she went through the museum's little area of the convention, um, didn't take any pictures, nothing like that, because she wanted to get the full-on experience. She didn't want her phone to get in the way sort of thing. She met with all the artifacts and stuff, got their senses, and then went on about her day. And it wasn't until after the museum and the conference actually closed down for the night that she went out to dinner, left all her stuff in her hotel room, went out to dinner, hung out, did a few more press releases and stuff like that. And it wasn't until she got back to her hotel room, I want to say about 2 a.m., that Uh she went to sleep. And then she woke up because she had to get back on the road, got her phone, everything was plugged in. Gets on the road, stops to go get breakfast. When she looks at her phone and notices, hey, there's no, it didn't charge. So she was like, that's kind of weird because it was plugged in. Yeah. So she goes through it and finds a picture of the doll in her room. What? At 2.50 something in the in the morning. So she. Well past her being asleep. What? Yeah. Well past her being asleep. It was taken at 2.46 a.m., and there sat a very innocent photo of Ruby sitting in front of Lisa's hotel room drapes uh. in her chair with no explanation for it because according to the museum, Ruby had been packed away shortly after the conference ended. So this doll followed her to the hotel room. Yes. No, thank and, you. Yeah, and the organizer herself never took any pictures of Ruby or anything to be exact. Yeah. is what she said, so... I don't know. And the doll wasn't there in the morning, I'm assuming. The doll was not there in the morning. She didn't That's notice the doll. Like, she, she claimed that she went to sleep about 2 a.m. after getting done with all of her evening seances and dinner and all that stuff, finally getting back to her hotel room, and then, boop, there's a picture of Ruby. No, thank you. I know. That's terrifying. And it's, No, thank it's you. It's so funny because they were like, well, I guess she really took a liking to you because she's never done that to anyone. I hear she has photographic evidence with a timestamp. I wouldn't want to sit here and have someone like, no, thank you. I don't want to sit here and have a doll take a liking to me to where they're taking a random selfie of themselves at like two something in the morning when I'm sleeping. That's not okay. That's so creepy. That is not okay. No, thank you. And it wasn't even her doll. So just imagine, what are your dolls doing at night? Okay, so here's... (laughs) Here's the thing, right? So I'm watch so like Toy Story. It kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of Toy Story because like you watch Toy Story and you're like, oh man, all my dolls are coming to life when I'm not even around and it's so cool and they're having fun and yay, going on all these adventures and you know that one scene in Toy Story three when they're all like holding hands and like basically facing death of the fire and you start crawl, you just, like you start crying and all you, all I want to do is come home and hold my bunny. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, oh bunny, what if you were alive? And then this happens. Yes. And then you're like, I'm going to put my doll. They said that she had no, like, evilness to her, but why did, why? So she wasn't an evil spirit. She was just someone someone who wanted attention. Attention. And affection. And I can understand it's very much like a child. Yeah. But also at the same time, what? Why? Why? <laughs> that, you know what, though, that's, that is kind of sad. Because, I mean, if it was, like, a child spirit, I would feel bad. Yeah. Like, I would really want to... I'm going to... Give it my, love. I'm going to hold my bunny now. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to... Yeah, that's the story of Ruby the Haunted Doll. Ruby the Haunted Doll. I've never heard of that. Thank you. You're welcome. That's pretty crazy. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to hear about another haunted doll? Yes. So... 
I've been hearing a lot about Robert the Doll. Now, have you ever heard of Robert the Doll before? I have heard of Robert the Doll and creepy. So creepy. We need to take a road trip down to that museum. Yes, because it is in Key West. He's yes, located in Key West. I, I want to. I am terrified. But first, let's hear about him. Well, let's him. hear about him, and then, and then we'll talk road trip later. Cool. So, Robert the Doll uh, originally belonged to a man named Robert Eugene Otto, who lived in Key West, Florida. Uh, the doll was reportedly manufactured by the Stief Company in Germany, purchased by Otto's grandfather while on a trip to Germany in 1904. He gave the doll to four-year-old Otto as a birthday gift, and the doll uh, is dressed up in the typical sailor suit, pretty much like the outfit that Otto always wore as a child, from what I've been told. However, there's been many conflicting information, like not information, but conflicting stories about how Otto got this doll. So that one story, which is basically typical, is the grandfather giving it to him as a birthday present. Mm-hmm. But then there's another legend where Robert apparently witnessed a servant of theirs performing black magic in their backyard. And before she left, she gave Robert the doll after placing a curse on it for the family wronging her. Oof. Yeah. That is big oof energy right there. Oh, my gosh. Now, I know that this – now, from what I've read, the family did apparently have, you know, servants and stuff like that. Um I'm not entirely too sure how true that portion is because it's kind of like a blurb here and there. Yeah. Most of the information is the grandfather um, giving it to, excuse me, giving it to Otto. Robert became so attached to the doll that apparently he started carrying him everywhere. And he would even name his doll after himself and started going by his middle name of Eugene or Jean. So he named his doll Robert after himself. And so because Robert, because he's like, well, the doll's name is Robert now, so therefore I'm going to go by Gene because I don't want to have the same name as him. Um, no, no. When you start making a doll more human as possible, no, no. <laughs> this is where it starts. This is where it begins. So he even would set a place at the table for Robert and even sneak pieces of food for him as well. Like he would ask for milk and like double milk and sandwiches and everything and he would just like sneak pieces of food and feed it somehow to Robert. Hard pass. Right? (laughs) So Robert the doll became so intertwined with Gene's life that Gene started to believe that Robert was actually alive. Uh, He began to have conversations with Robert inside the room and his mother stated when she would listen outside his door she would hear Gene talk in a childish voice and then lower more like an adult voice would respond. So, uh, like... <laughs> Ooh, no. Why? Is it is it the doll talking? Is it actually That's Jean? what they believe. They believe that, like, they would actually start having a conversation. And you know what? <laughs> you know what this reminds me? I was listening. There was another podcast that I was listening to. And I think... I don't remember if it was Robert the Doll or if it was another doll. I think it was Robert the Doll. Where they were like... Even if you talk about him or listen about him or something like that, that he could potentially get you sick. And I'm sitting is here like... Is this what happened? I think this is probably When the did cause. you start researching Robert the Doll? <laughs> like two days ago. Oh, no. And then I started this Nice Fest today. 
And you know what's even funnier is that, no, it was yesterday, but what's crazy is that when I first listened to Robert the Doll, I want to say it was Robert the Doll. No, no, it wasn't Robert the Doll. There was another doll. That's for another time. I'm going to have to look at it. <laughs> Sometimes Jean would become very agitated, worrying the servants and his mother. She would on occasion burst in and find her son cowering in the corner where Robert sat in a chair on the bed glaring at him. This was only the beginning. So activity in-house started to pick up. Household objects would be found thrown across the room. Jean's toys turned up mutilated and giggling could be heard. Mm-mm. Just imagine like living, like being inside the house by yourself. You're sitting downstairs, minding your own business, like reading a book, reading a paper. You know nobody's home. And all of a sudden you hear a <laughs> hard pass. That house would have been burnt down and my butt would have been out the door. Like shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> oh, bang, no. crash. Like, yeah, mm. no, I'd burn that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds, you know, speaking of haunted dolls and toys, this actually reminds me, I had this troll doll that when you pressed its belly button, it would say, you're my best friend. Ooh. And it would also be like, time for hugs or something along those lines, right? <laughs> there was one time where I was at my computer and out of nowhere, this doll just said, you're my best friend. I grabbed that thing so fast and threw it, like, threw it across the wall. Threw it across the wall. <laughs> I grabbed that thing so fast and I threw it up against the wall so fast. I was like, nope, not fucking today. Ooh. No, you're not. I remember I used to have a Furby. And, you know, it would just randomly be like, time to feed. Or, I'm hungry. Oh, my God. Time to eat. And, like, it would, it got to the point I took the batteries out and it still did that. Yo. And I I refused to keep it in my room, so I always put it in my brother's room. So then that's probably why they were always like, there's weird voices in here. <laughs> probably. Because going back to when you're like, I hate being in my brother's room because of all the voices. It's like, well, you put your Furby in there, so I wonder why. Your Furby is cursed. <laughs> your Furby's the reason why. I'm so sorry, Sean, Ian. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. No, now that I think about it, I feel so bad because that ghost probably wanted to be my friend. And I, <laughs> and in return, I threw it across the room and was like, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> no. The ghost is like, oh, but I just wanted to be friends with you. <laughs> well, unlike that one, uh, Robert apparently did not really just want to be friends with people. Um, like the stuff that he did was kind of terrifying, almost to the point where it would come off as violent. Whenever these things would happen, Jean would blame Robert, saying, Robert did it! And as mischief grew, more and more servants took their leave, and as new ones were hired, the Otto's relatives felt it was time to do something. So with the recommendation of a great aunt, Jean's parents removed Robert the doll from Jean's care and placed him in a box in the attic. And that's where he resided for many years. Mm. So Gene moved on with his life, and after his father died, um, Gene moved back into his boyhood home. Uh, he decided to move back into the house with his, uh, so he decided to move back in with his new wife. 
And uh, Gene was known as he became an adult as an eccentric artist. Okay. Um, and he felt that the house was spacious enough and would provide a place for him to paint. Uh, he was able to find Robert in the attic and dusted him off. So after he did that, it was all back to like when he was a kid again. He became attached to the doll despite his wife's displeasure. Gene would take the doll along with them everywhere they went. So picture a grown man carrying around this doll. Mm-mm. He even sat his the doll in his favorite little chair in their bedroom while they slept. Oh, no. Mm-mm. And Gene's wife was not a fan of this. I would not be all. a fan of this either. Like, just imagine, like, you're sitting there in bed and this doll is just staring at you. I remember when I used to go visit my great aunt in Ohio. She always had a doll sitting in the guest bedroom. Uh-huh. She always had a weird-looking little doll, almost clown-like, oh. sitting in the guest bedroom that I'd stay in, in a rocking chair. And it always freaked me out to the point where I would move the doll and the rocking chair into the closet and put something in front of the closet just in case it decided to be like, oh, why'd you move me from my room? Oh, my God. Like, it, ugh, terrifying. So I can only imagine the wife being like, uh, why is this here? It should be back in the attic where that it belongs. Would, you know, that would be even more awkward if, like, you know, you wanted to have some fun time or something. And the doll's just sitting mm-hmm. there, like... Just watching just you, like, watching oh, you. I really don't want an audience at this time. It's like, mm, that's awkward. <laughs> that is just... Ugh. No, 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 no. So, there was a room that was in Jean's house called the turret room. And Jean had kind of turned that into his painting study but also turned it into robert's room as well so because like due to basically mrs otto's demand it's like this doll is not staying in the room it is going to go upstairs like if you want this marriage to survive (laughs) this doll is not going to be here so robert made the turret room into basically robert or gene excuse me sorry robert (laughs) gene took Robert and basically made the turret into his room, in a sense. Um, so he fixed it up and making sure that Robert had everything he needed so he didn't feel lonely and neglected. He placed Robert in the top window of the people passing, uh, in the top window of his house, like looking out above the street and everything. And apparently people passing the house would take notice and it got to the point where people would actually avoid going past the house. Mm. And I wrote this in my notes because as I was typing out my notes, this reminded me there was a house that was near the church that I used to grow up in, like the church that I used to go to in Terrafield, Connecticut, um, Trinity Church. There is a house that was like a block or so away. And a bunch of us after church, like a bunch of us kids would go take a walk around the block. And literally when I say this is like a little village, it's like two, three streets, maybe a couple blocks, if that. Like, you can walk around in five minutes. But we would take a walk around the block every once in a while after church, and there is this house that was next to, like, next to or near the cemetery, but in the very top attic window. And now the house itself was, like, the 
roof was like an A-frame type. Mm -hmm. So it was like A-frame with the one single window in the middle. Yes. And there was a tall window. And there was a very, maybe like a two to three foot porcelain doll wearing a wedding dress in the window. And at night, there would be a spotlight from the bottom shining up to her face. Why, though? It was the most freakiest doll ever. And we would always, like, walk by it and be like, why? Why is that Why is that a thing? Apparently, from what we heard, though, and this is a rumor, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but apparently the woman's daughter passed away or something like that. So I guess that's kind of like a... A tribute to her? Like a tribute to the daughter. Mm. But to have it just, you know, at the window, staring down at everybody. And on Halloween, it was even worse. Like, it was just even creepier. Like, was the daughter's favorite thing to do was stare at people from the window? Like, why would that be a tribute to her? I don't know, but I mean, I enjoy a good people watch every once in a while. Like, I love people watching. That's why I go to Disney. Oh, my God. It's the best thing that people watch (laughs) there. But, like... I don't get it. I don't get it. That would that's so creepy. It's it's creepy. I don't get it. Ugh, I don't get it. So their marriage slowly became sour until Mrs. Otto supposedly went insane and died for unknown reasons. Jean followed shortly after. So when Jean died, Robert was then placed back into the attic and there he stayed until the house was repurchased by another family. Okay. Uh, when this happened, um, apparently people would claim that they would hear evil laughter coming from the turret room. And for some time, while Robert remained in the empty house by himself, uh, people would see him and window the window every once in a while when they were passing the house. Okay, even though he was put away? In even the though he was put away in the... Yeah, people passing Oof. the house would randomly see him in a window every once in a mm-hmm. while, which is like... What? (laughs) (laughs) So the doll, uh, once the family, once the new new family purchased the house, uh, the doll was often found throughout the house, even though he was in the attic. Um, He would be found throughout the house. And on a certain night, Robert was actually found at the foot of the owner's bed, giggling and holding a kitchen knife. Um, no, absolutely not. Uh Uh-uh. That was enough for the owner to be like, mm, you're not allowed in this house anymore. You're, you're, getting, you're getting evicted. Good. So Robert was then later moved to the East Martello Museum in Key West, where he sits perched in a glass box. Despite his new living quarters, the doll has believed to not have given up his menacing ways. Visitors and employees claimed to have seen the doll move, and his smile had been known to turn into a scowl. So one of the employees that was in charge of cleaning Robert's little uh, case and everything, after he would turn off the lights, Robert would then turn all the lights back on. So Robert would love to play with the lights. Uh Also, Robert would be found sitting in different positions than the night before, and a fresh layer of dust would be on his uh, shoes. Uh, Some say he'll even curse you. So if you take a picture of him, you have to ask politely. Apparently, he'll tilt his head in permission. However, if he doesn't and you take his picture anyway, a curse will fall upon you and anyone who accompanied you in the museum. So if we go, we have to be very polite. And we see this doll. 
we have to ask permission to take a picture. I don't even think I want to take a picture and risk it. Okay. We just have to ask permission to be if around. If you want to sit here and take that picture, that's fine. I just don't <laughs> want him to know that I'm there. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to leave the building and leave the county. <laughs> then you can just, take the picture. Actually, but how about this? We'll go together. Okay. We'll see Robert the doll. We'll leave. Then you can go back the next day and you can take no, a picture. No, I'm good. I don't <laughs> want to take a picture. I don't want to go back and take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't think I want to be associated with that. <laughs> but um, apparently some of these curses have been in the form of car accidents, debt, um, death of family members or friends, uh, broken limbs, crazy things like that. It's just a list of things. And so because of that, uh, there actually had been a lot of letters sent to Robert on a daily basis asking for forgiveness after taking a picture or even challenging him and not believing him. Okay, but why even risk that? Why would you even risk a challenge to a doll that you know is haunted or even even if you're a skeptic? Because people are stupid. Oh, because you that. have those stupid man bros that are like, <laughs> it's just a doll. What's it going to do to me? I dare you to do something. And then Robert's like, Okay. And then lo and behold, you're like in the ICU for three months because you decided to roll over your car. Like true. Going home after that. Like it's it's you don't it's people are stupid mm -hmm. and they don't take this stuff seriously when they really should. I mean, it's it's not something you want to play around with at all. Definitely. And, even if you think, even if it's not true, like even there is a potential that it could not be true, you still don't want to tempt that fate. Like I don't want to tempt it at all. I definitely don't. I don't want to sit here and play with that. No, thank you. So the new owner, um, actually, uh, there was a episode on Ghost Adventures. Uh, it was the spinoff of Ghost Adventures about Zach Baggins. Um, Museum. Have you heard okay. about that yes. in Las yes, Vegas? I, I would love to go there sometime. Mm -hmm. So there was an episode that I watched recently that had Robert the Doll in it where the new owner brought Robert the Doll to the museum kind of for an interview. This mother effer was like... <laughs> Uh, can, can, Wait, can which I, one? Robert the Doll or Zach? No, Zach. I would never call Robert the Doll... <laughs> I was about to say, like, um, I would never do that because I have too much respect for him. I don't want to sit here and no, 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 Zach. Zach, okay. Zach Baggins, Baggins. <laughs> ba Baggins. Baggins, Baggins. <laughs> Bagginses. Bagginses of the bag end. Oh. He is far from a hobbit, but even so. So this mother effer was like, hey, uh, can I hold him? And so the girl, the the owner was just like, uh, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Uh, you're going to have to ask Robert, Robert so, if you can hold him. So he had, you know, the girl place Robert in his lap and Zach was just like, uh, oh my God, this is happening. This is so creepy. And even took a picture with him and everything. But... Like, I, I would, that guy's crazy. But mm -hmm. apparently also there in an episode, the same episode, there was a woman who was there who took a picture without Robert's permission <gasps> and had a string of bad luck after. And she felt it was because she took the picture without permission. Mm -hmm. 
And so she came and apologized to the doll personally and was so overwhelmed with emotion that she actually started crying. Wow. So so to this day, Robert still remains at the East Martello Museum in his sailor suit, clutching a stuffed lion and continuing his menacing ways. Well, um, we will not be challenging no. you at all, Robert, at no. any time in no. our lives. I would, I would like to go down and see and yes. pay respects, in a sense. I do not want to challenge. I don't even know. Because they say even if, you, if he doesn't want you to take his picture, he will make your device malfunction. Like he will, Ooh. like your camera won't work or you'll, he'll just like find a way to make it so it's just not going to happen. Hmm. But even so, like I don't want to sit here and have a string of bad luck after. Yeah, me And either. then have to write a letter to a doll to say I'm sorry. <laughs> So how did you mess up in life? Well, I challenged a doll. <laughs> well, I challenged I had to a write doll. A to it. <laughs> oh um. God! We're <laughs> running out of toilet paper here on my nose. Sorry. Oh Lord. Well, it's a good thing. Um, we're at the end. We're we are at the end of the episode, and our conversations about two of our most interesting dolls that we could think of. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that. I think. So here's the thing with listener stories. We don't have enough to read every episode, and I would like to do a special episode that is actually a listener episode where it's just you folks. Yes. But again, we can't do that if our inbox is empty. Exactly. So if you have any personal experiences, stories, or know people with stories, please, 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 please send them our way Yeah. at cheersfromthegrave.com. Doc, or sorry, cheers from the grave at gmail.com. Correct. Um, we do have two stories that people did send in, which is awesome. However, I am going to wait on those and kind of set them off to the side until we do get enough to actually have your own have episode. An, have an own episode because that would be phenomenal for you guys. And I do, for our Patreon donors, um, I do want to have another bonus episode of like a listener story or two. But again, I mean, we can't do that without emails. Now we understand that this is only the fourth episode and traction. It does take time for a podcast to gain traction and listeners and even a fan base um which is completely understandable this is a little baby project that we're starting and we're hoping that it becomes something better in the future so yes we'll see again you have that goal that's like probably a year down near the two down the road but it's but we still can't a goal. we can't do anything without you guys yeah exactly and we wouldn't be here recording these episodes without you guys exactly Suffering through our allergies yes. for you guys. <laughs> I'm literally dying over here. <laughs> Not literally because that would be bad, but I'm serious. <laughs> oh my God, my face sucks right now. <laughs> I can't think. Uh, I'm sorry about this episode, but Stephanie, where can they find us? They can find us at www.cheersfromthegrave.com uh-huh. as well as Cheers From Grave on Twitter. Cheers from the Grave on Instagram. And Cheers from the Grave on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it's fairly easy mm-hmm. to track us down. And you can email us at cheersfromthegrave at gmail.com. So this has been episode four. Yes. 
And we thank you so much for listening. I am Stephanie. And I'm Erica. And we are Cheers Cheers from from the the grave. Grave.